So today we're going to talk about um, covert narcissism. We're going to talk about this very, very briefly. The last video I did on covert narcissism was like 45 minutes long and I touched on the key points of it very, very rapidly and I tried to make that as quick as I could. In thinking about this and simplifying it, what do we mean when we're talking about covert narcissism? In essence, uh, expand your sort of thinking of the word covert, covert anything, covert manipulation, covert bullying, covert operations, covert intelligence gathering. It means it's covered. It means it's under the surface. It means that the predator that is operating while seeking its psychological prey, its emotional prey, uh, the the narcissistic supply that the predator is looking for, it's operating under the radar. It's operating in secret. Why is, why, what, I don't know why I said why like that. Why is this such a problem for the target? Well, because for the person who is being preyed upon, the person who is being abused in this narcissistic predatory context is never quite sure whether they are being preyed upon or not. I mentioned this in another video before where in the early days of doing these sessions with people that focused more on narcissistic abuse, either in an interpersonal relationship or in a family relationship, uh, we came up with the, uh, she happened to live in a country of, of the uh, former Soviet Union. So we would joke about this, kind of dark humor, we were joking about gulags, running different gulags. And I would say, well, in my gulag, I beat my prisoners and I tell them, I hate you. Uh, filthy prisoners because you're enemies of the Communist Party and you deserve this pain. And every day at four o'clock, I hose them down with cold water and then give them a good beating. In her gulag, she does exactly the same thing. She hoses them down with cold water and she beats them with rubber pipes on the feet or whatever, you know, whatever the, the abusive thing is. But she tells them that she loves them. She tells them that though they are they, the enemies of the Communist Party, they were mistaken they were confused and that she loves them and that she wants to accept them back in to the fold, into the warm heart of communist brotherhoodness. Now, you might think this is a silly example, but this actually did happen. Um, the very term brainwashing that we use in English is an anglification and bastardization of a Chinese communist term uh, that I think was either called, I think the word that they use in Chinese implies mind or heart, heart washing, heart washing, cleansing the heart, that because the word in Chinese will imply heart, mind and spirit, cleansing the heart of impurity, of impure thoughts against the Communist Party. Why is it so much crueler in the gulag where they are told as they're being beaten that they're in the ministry of love, not in the ministry of torture, as in 1984? Why is that so much crueler? Because if you, are, if you are allowed to call abuse, abuse, if you are allowed to say, yes, I am an anti-communist, beat me all you want, you filthy communist swine, I stand in opposition to you, um, then your spirit won't be broken. You will know who you are. Uh, but if you are told repeatedly over days, months, and years with constant exposure that you are not being beaten, that you are not hated, that you are loved, and that this is not torture. I'm not torturing you. I'm not punishing you for being an anti-communist. I love you. I am re-educating you. I am washing your heart, my brother, my sister, my comrade, Tavarish. I am cleansing your mind of these impure, filthy, capitalist thoughts that corrupt you and bind you to the great Satan of, 
you know, whatever the, the, the common enemy is. Covert narcissism operates in exactly the same way. I'm not beating you. I'm loving you. I'm not hurting you. I'm your friend. I'm not the predator. I am the prey. So um, I need to wrap this up because it's nearly five minutes. Where I prey upon you. I am the covert narcissist. I prey upon you. But even as I prey upon you, I am telling you, brainwashing you, propagandizing you into believing that this is, I am not a predator. I am not preying upon you. I am not drinking your milkshake. Even as the straw is in my mouth and I'm slurping away, I'm looking at you and saying, I'm not drinking your milkshake. This is not happening. Um, and not only that, but I am not a predator. I am the prey. I am the victim here. I am the victim. You, in fact, are abusing me. So here's what then happens in this echo chamber of insanity is you get covert and inverted narcissists accusing people of narcissism even as they are narcissistically consuming them. So it would be like the praying mantis eating the head of another mantis and, and even as they're eating that head going, why are you eating my head? Why do you devour me this way, you filthy creature? Um, even as they are hitting you, they cry out in pain, even as you are struck by the covert narcissist. They hit you and they say, ow. They attack you and then they shrink away in terror. What would the effect of this be? So imagine in this crazy gulag that gets even crazier. Uh, my gulag, I just, I just beat people and I'm just like, you filthy anti-communist, how could you, you know, um, I'll force you at gunpoint to kiss this picture of Stalin. But in my um, client's gulag, in the other gulag, where she tells them she loves them and that this is for their own good and that this is for their own education, what if it went even crazier? What if in her crazy gulag, every time a prison guard beat a prisoner across the feet with that rubber hose, the prison guard said, ow, 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 why are you hurting me? Why are you doing this to me? Now, you might laugh as you think about that, but something like that goes on. Um, it's a very silly, cartoonish easy to envision example I'm giving you um, so that you could see how crazy this is and how crazy making it would be. If indeed this did happen, how much damage would it do to you? How much damage would it do to the victim? Not only are you now suffering, see covert narcissistic abuse is a different animal. It's a different thing. Overt narcissism is horrible. It's a disgusting thing to experience overt narcissism, a dirtying, humiliating spirit destroying thing. But the covert narcissist makes you doubt your own sanity because for the first year, two years, three years of the relationship, you'll be spending most of your time going, are they abusing me or not? Are they a predator or not? Are they the predator or are they the victim? Because you'll notice clever people that you are becoming, clever people that we are becoming as we get wise to this game, um, is that they propagandize us with the notion that they are vulnerable. And there is this thing that allegedly borderline people do, borderline, some people will say, as a form of narcissism, borderline personality disorder, which is of being the uh, vulnerable predator and of being very ostentatiously and pretentiously and theatrically vulnerable right in front of you. Look at how poor and vulnerable and small I am and delicate and fragile, nom, 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 even as they're, you know, uh, devouring you from within and, and, and eviscerating you and eating your guts in front of your eyes. Um, which, you know, I like using film analogies, brings me back to the, you know, the idea of the Schmeagol Gollum uh, split character who is uh, at times the 
innocent, you know, big-eyed. He's kind of cute in a sort of hairless, toothless, grey-skinned, loincloth-wearing way. And then he switches, and when your guard is down, and you're that pleasant, fat hobbit who's going, oh, maybe, maybe Smeagol's not so bad, that's when Gollum comes out and drinks your milkshake and eats your liver while you're asleep. So... It's a double-edged sword. Not only are you being narcissistically abused, but you don't know that you're being narcissistically abused because they are propagandizing you and brainwashing you, mind-washing you, heart-washing you into thinking that they're the victim, which is why when we go through the traits of covert narcissists, one of the big ones is they have a victim complex and they're very ostentatiously full-on with saying, I am not understood by this cruel world. You don't understand me. Nobody understands me. I'm the biggest victim in the room. So how do you overcome that? Well, you need to learn to see abuse as abuse. And when somebody is not being very nice to you, if you don't like the term abuse, if it's too psycho babbly for you or too strong for you, then just think about the ways in which this person is not very nice to you. Maybe go ahead and write them down. By giving you silly examples that are extreme and comic book and filmish inside of your head, it allows me uh, uh, to bring that which is invisible into the visible. Because if you are really sat there going, this is abuse and this person is mentally ill, you, that moment that you can actually get that foothold on sanity and say, yeah, this person ain't right, um, at that moment, you can be saved. You can save yourself. You can break out of that prison and say, okay, there's something going on here that isn't right. It's not me. It's them. Okay, that's way more than I meant to do. Babbling on. Thank you very much for your time and your attention. And I will talk to you again soon. Thank you.